is that the final bill, after it goes through the process of this is debates and negotiations, Live. will probably strip out many of the good provisions the progressives are trying to celebrate today. I have no doubt that that is what the end result will be. It's going to be similar to what happened to Biden's infrastructure plan, which, by the way, started off as one Lock massive piece of legislation that included both social spending and also funding for physical infrastructure, Biden decided, curiously enough, to split that up into two bills, ensuring that the corporate handout part of his proposal would pass easily and the social spending would be completely decimated, cut out entirely. No universal pre-K, no permanent child tax credit, no free community and public college. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. No funding for elder care. No help with child care. All of those social spending provisions got cut out of the final piece of legislation. And that is exactly what's going to happen with whatever you might think we should be celebrating today with this deal that was struck between Manchin and Chuck Schumer. So let's talk a little bit more about what this means for the climate activists who are excited, and they should be excited, that there are, there's finally some money being dedicated to, if this passes, the climate emergency. Well, there are other elements to this that I think are being underreported. I want to share it with you because the real question is, will the bad outweigh the good? Will the positive climate provisions, provisions be outweighed or mitigated by the negative pro-fossil fuel provisions. We ain't going to get anything done until, um... I'm just going to give you the details. As until we lock them all up. Dreams and Bloomberg Law. Bloomberg, not a leftist organization. Bloomberg Law. Okay. You can decide for yourselves. Okay? Maybe I'm being too harsh on Democrats. Who knows? We'll see. The legislation whose scope and ambitions were dictated by fossil fuel industry ally pro-fossil fuel what what they caved into mansion on something just be freaking tossed out on his ear during the fossil fuel giant's earnings call on thursday any of these 150 plus gop traitors who voted Ooh, to overturn who voted to overturn the democratic elections comma and with no evidence other than their bogus election fraud claims comma which they are guilty of comma and should be charged with exclamation point as well as financially benefits from the fossil fuel industry. He loves it. He would never sacrifice that, and he's made that very clear. So it shouldn't surprise anyone that in order to sedition, comma treason, comma terrorism, comma election fraud, comma insurrection comma, and attempted assassination of the vice president, exclamation point.
legislation that ends up mm. benefiting fossil fuel companies more than our, you know, environment. But let me continue. The proposed legislation would block the Interior Department from issuing any wind and solar developments right of way unless it holds, it first holds, oil and gas lease sales. Onshore, the department would have to offer two million acres of federal land for lease annually. Let's pause right there. Do you guys understand that? Two million acres of federal land annually. Federal land, meaning it belongs to the federal government, meaning it belongs to us, we the people. But we won't be benefiting from that federal land. In fact, that federal land will not be utilized for abortion access for women who end up, you know, being denied that care because they live in a red state. Uh, Biden administration said, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't offer abortions on federal land. But what we can do with our federal land is offer fossil fuel companies the opportunity what? to rape and pillage that land what? for their own personal profit to the detriment of all of us, Fuck to the that. detriment of our environment. Yeah, no. Okay, great. But let me continue that with shit. that graphic. The department would have to offer 2 million acres of federal land for lease annually or a green economy half of plan. all the land nominated for leasing and hold a lease sale within 120 days of issuing any renewables right of way. Do you guys understand what that means? That means if we're going to do anything that helps out companies that are focusing their energy on wind and solar, we have to ensure that we give fossil fuel companies all these goodies before renewable energy companies get any help from us. That is what that means. Let me continue. Offshore, that was just onshore. That was just onshore. Let's talk about offshore. Offshore, the department would have to offer at least 60 million acres of federal waters in an oil and gas lease sale in the year prior to leasing any waters for offshore wind development. You guys get the point here? And by the way, this is how the bill is written today. It is likely to get worse after people like Kirsten Cinema are through with it. Let me continue though. So um, you have an individual who serves as the president of the Western Energy Alliance, okay? Uh, her name's Kathleen. She got a got some wind of this deal between Manchin and Schumer. And she's real excited, okay? She represents major fossil fuel companies. Here's what she says. This, this provision was quite a pleasant surprise, said Kathleen. Gama, uh, president of the Western Energy Alliance, which represents oil and gas producers operating on federal lands. The alliance sued the Biden administration to force it to proceed with quarterly onshore lease sales. The bill forces them not to neglect oil and natural gas. And so you might be wondering, well, what do you neglect. All right, but why does about, why would Manchin like, no care about oil and natural gas? Yeah, like, does he really profit from any of that? Doesn't he just profit from here. coal? Well, now you're right; he does profit from coal to the tune of half a million dollars a year from his personal investments in a coal company known as Ener Systems. We've done extensive reporting on that, but he also has a vested interest in oil and gas.
clear that he views approving the Mountain Valley Pipeline as a top priority. Gee, I wonder if uh, he could maybe have some donors involved with that project. Maybe that's why it's a bit of a priority. Come up with a plan. stories about why we need to expand drilling for gas and oil in the United States to make us energy independent. Just understand that that's BS because these natural resources, these fossil fuels don't belong to us, right? We love falling prey to petrostates. Are you kidding me? That's the reason why you have Joe Biden constantly kissing Saudi Arabia's ass. And it's not going to stop. Yeah, the other presidents did the same thing. They they also... They held hands with the son of a bitch. Unlimited, legalized bribery. before it's further watered down of some of the decent provisions now climate groups have been fighting the project
fix it. And then they go after this bill and they just try to get Senator Sinema to stop it. Yeah, good luck. But I want to be clear. I want to be clear about She's what they totally want unreachable. Sinema to stop. Exactly. Because they're not talking about the provisions that are favorable to the fossil fuel companies. They're specifically talking in this country, that they were going to offer assistance to women who want to get back to work, but they Pretty little tales about how wonderful this is. Go watch House Park's show, seriously. I I'm sure you'll enjoy it. This ain't the show for you. Not gonna tell you lies. Not interested in that. I could be making a lot more money doing just that. But I decided to basically give that the cold shoulder to be able to do my job here and tell you the truth about what this legislation and other legislation actually entails. So. I know it's a cold, hard world, world, isn't it? Sometimes you want to be told cute little stories, but you're just not going to get that here. We deserve better. Certainly the people who went out there and canvassed and worked hard to get these Democrats elected, they deserve better. That's it. End of story.
All right. When we come back from the break, uh, we've got an opinion writer over at the New York Times who. Welcome back to the social break. Uh, Mickey C, the silver-haired dragon, writes in and says, Anna, please stop saying that Manchin gets a half a million a year. His wife also gets a half a million. They're making a million every year from uh, the coal industry. Thank you for that reminder. I think I focus more on Manchin because he's the elected official um, who obviously should not have these uh, personal investments in any business, uh, much less the coal industry. But I think the same applies for his wife. So I think that's a that's a fair critique, and I appreciate it. Gabby Marita writes in and says, if Democrats had any strategic sense, they would bring this bill up for a vote on the Senate floor and force Cinema to vote against it. But girl, like, sure, that's fine, but. We all know that cinema has zero shame, right? So you have to move to a different strategy because she's shameless. She doesn't care. What can you do? Well, here's a question. How much financial support does cinema receive from the Democratic Party? You should probably threaten that. Progressive lawmakers in the House are yeah, constantly her. threatened with, you know, certain... Uh, committee assignments being taken away from them if they don't play ball. Interesting how they have all these strategies in their back pocket. They're, they, they always have something to pull out of their bag of tricks when it comes to progressive lawmakers who stand in their way. Interesting how they never have anything in their bag of tricks for those convenient excuses who stand in the way of passing legislation that they purport to want to pass. Um, the rest of Gabby's comment is, but then it would be up to the mainstream media to ask her why she voted no, and I have no confidence they'd actually force her to explain her opposition to taxing the rich. Yeah, I mean, we can never rely on corporate media to, I mean, look, corporate media is corporate media. They are part of these massive conglomerates, these major corporations, and that's also part of the problem with how our media functions. Uh, if you have major 
corporations buying up all of this legacy media, well, they're going to dominate the messaging. And the messaging overall is just super pro-corporate, super tax cuts for the rich. I mean, we're going to talk about this Nick Kristoff story, and you'll get exactly what I'm talking about. All right, let's uh, give our... Uh, Sabina, uh, four months tier one with the comment, yay. And we have a troll, trollpy who says she's giving progressive icon Salt Queen. Oh, she's giving progressive icon. Yeah, shout out to KMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona and KPYT Travel Radio. Welcome back to the show. We've got limited time, so let's get right to our next story. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath twice today in just those two examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify yet here i am you must tell the truth while you testify this is not the judge in the alex jones defamation trial he's already been found guilty for defamation after he very clearly and repeatedly defamed the parents who lost their children as a result of the Sandy Hook massacre. Uh, he called them actors. He referred to that mass shooting as uh, a false flag operation meant to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. And that led to all sorts of lunatics within his audience attacking the parents who were already suffering with the extreme emotional distress of losing their children as a result of a cold-blooded mass shooter who was on their campus. Now, uh, what's incredible about this trial, aside from the fact that it has taken years to get to this point, is the fact that, much like other incredibly entitled individuals, Alex Jones has been caught lying under oath many times. He started testifying in this trial yesterday. His second day of testimony took place today. And it has been a complete and utter disaster for Jones. Now, since he's already been found guilty of defamation, the real question now is what will the jury award the plaintiffs in terms of compensatory damages? How much money will Alex Jones have to pay? And that is what they're trying to determine through this trial. Now, lying under oath, I shouldn't have to tell you, is a big deal. Uh, when you are testifying, you have to tell the truth or else you perjure yourself. And uh, apparently Alex Jones is a big fan of doing just that. Let's watch. Mr. Jones, you may not say to this jury that you complied with discovery. That is not true. You may not say it again. You may not tell this jury that you are bankrupt. That is also not true. You may have filed for bankruptcy. I don't know that, but I've heard that. It doesn't put, it doesn't make a person or a company bankrupt. You need to 
opportunities to further the message you're wanting to further. And instead, only answer the specific and exact question. Your campaign. But what I thought was really fascinating about today's. He's taking a page out of their book and he's trying to do the same thing. The question is whether he will be able to do that. And what I love about the plaintiff's attorney is that he's done his homework and he has revealed, it's incredibly depressing, but he's revealed just how much money Alex Jones brings in. Somewhere around $740,000 a day, close to a million dollars a day, just by selling these garbage supplements that are not FDA approved, that have no evidence of its efficacy, it doesn't matter. Uh, apparently there are enough people who watch his show and who are convinced that these supplements might make them insta-hard, uh, that they spend their hard-earned money on the snake oil that this uh, huckster sells on his programming. There are other telling moments in his testimony that we'll get to in just a moment. It's the moment that I'm sure you might have seen already, but before we get to that, I, I want to give you some more context about uh, who else testified in this trial. Scarlett Lewis and Neil Heslin, who are the parents of Jesse Lewis. Jesse was actually killed in the 2012 shooting in Newtown, Connecticut. They're seeking $150 million in damages from the InfoWars radio show and webcast host and his media company in a defamation trial. And they had a psychologist testify about what the parents have been going through. And imagine, I mean, look, you don't really need an expert to tell you if you're human and you feel anything at all, it's easy to understand just losing your child the way that these parents have is horrific enough, is psychologically damaging enough. But to add insult to injury, by making these victims, by making these parents targets for these lunatics who believe the nonsense that Alex Jones spews, of course it's going to cause huge
in jail, that's my question.
songs is ableist. So she has decided, okay, people don't like the word, uh, they're offended by it, I'm going to change the lyrics to the song. Well, Shapiro thinks that that's not okay. And he draws this false equivalency between the word spaz and what Cardi B sang about in one of her songs, WAP. It's, that song really does bother Ben Shapiro. It's come up several times for him. I, 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 don't, I can't imagine being that obsessed with any song, to be honest with you. Uh, but I agree with some of what he says here. So let's watch and I'll tell you what I mean. A representative for Beyonce has confirmed to Insider the lyric containing the word spaz in her new album will be changed as well. In a statement from Beyonce's team, they claim it was not used intentionally in a harmful way, which, by the way, is true. I actually, I can't believe I'm defending the Queen oh Bay God. here. I'm now one of the Praetorian guards for the Queen Bay, but apparently I am. It is amazing. These are, these are the standards in our society. Using the word spaz in a song, totally bad, horrible, remove it, offensive. Having full-scale songs for children about the moisture state of your vagina, that is Shakespearean wonder. It is. I mean, that's just the stuff that you should play for your kids. Very empowering, empowering stuff. What do you, so ta- what do you mean Shakespearean wonder? Vag. Moist. Moist vag, fucker. Stupid ass so conservative hack. Not that you are Ben Shapiro's wimp. Conservative wimp in a... Yeah, conservative wimp. And henchmen. Intentionally uh, <laughs> offended the disabled community by including the word spaz. And to be sure, in the context of the United States, I don't think that the word spaz is offensive. And anyone who is offended by the word spaz, I think, is looking for something to be offended by. Yeah. I know, I know. Some of our audience probably will hate that. You can be mad at me. We need, like, we need comedy. to move it along, guys. Comedy purposes. We need to move it along. Okay, like the idea the that Beyonce words. is ableist is <laughs> insane. It's just insane. It's like any other spaz. When I use the word bitch, for instance, to respond to bitch face. a little bitch like Matt Gates, for instance, <laughs> I'm not being hateful toward women. It is a word that we use not because we're trying to refer to weak women or make a statement about women. It's a word we use to make a statement about the weakness and pathetic behavior of the individual we're attacking, right? So words mean different things in different contexts. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. Needlessly jumping up and saying, oh no, that is a word that offends me and it's intentionally meant to target me. I think it's just crazy. And I, I... I'm, I'm getting a little tired of like the nonstop, like, ooh, is this word okay? Wait, is that word okay? Like constantly, constantly. Okay, intentions space? matter and also context matters. Not just in terms of the context in which the word work. is used. I think it also matters regarding the culture and country we're talking about. Because while I think in the United States, the word spaz is really not a big deal for most people, apparently in the UK and other places, uh, it is used in a very derogatory way toward the disabled community. And I think that's important to understand, right? Because if we're looking at artists like Beyonce, who want widespread appeal, you know, she's selling us a product at the end of the day. And it's not just about the United States. She's trying to sell a product internationally. Well, she doesn't want to do anything that might turn off other fans in other countries. So if she wants to make that decision, do you boo, right? I'm not going to get all up in arms about it. But I also want to note that 
while Ben Shapiro is critical of people who are mad at Beyonce and maybe he's mad at Beyonce for changing her lyrics, he also engages in language policing himself. And so which one is it? Do you like the language policing or do you dislike the language policing? Because number one, the Cardi B WAP song was not directed towards children. I think parents get to parent, right? I'm not a parent. I mean, I have a dog and I'm a very good parent to my dog. Let me just keep it real. But if I have children, like human children, no, I'm not gonna let them listen to WAP. I'm gonna be super involved in what type of content my children are consuming. And I'd venture to say that most parents, you know, like to take a good hard look at what their kids are watching or listening to, and they censor things accordingly. That's what good parents do. I don't think Cardi B wrote the song wet ass P word with the intention of selling that song to children. Mm-hmm. And if children are listening to it, their parents should be a little more aware of what their par- what their kids are up to, okay? But again, who is the arbiter of what is and is not acceptable in pop culture? That's the real question here. And if Ben Shapiro doesn't want super sensitive people on the broadly speaking left to dictate what kind of lyrics get to go into various songs and and genres. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't then turn around and be like, I would like to censor Cardi B because the notion of moist vaginas makes me uncomfortable. No, you don't get, don't listen to the song, move move it along, move it along. You get what I'm saying guys? And much like, well, it just shows that shows his pathology. I get on the right wing's case a lot because all they do is engage in endless culture wars, and I think it's meant to distract you That's from issues that really matter. I think the same can be said about the super sensitive people on the left who morons. are hyper focused on these very specific language policing social issues. So called news. I want to live in a country and live in a world where all our needs are met, and we can just focus on those things. But for now, I'm not interested in policing lyrics. And where does it end? Because fact of the matter is there's a ton of music out there that has a ton of lyrics that I don't like, that I do find offensive. (laughs) But in the grand scheme of things, censoring the artistic expression of others, even if I dislike it, is just not really where I want the focus to be right now. I think there are more important things to focus on. Now, with that said, yeah, for those speech. who don't like the word spaz, for those who live in a context where spaz is constantly used in a derogatory way toward disabled people, I get their perspective. And Beyonce has a product to sp- sell, and she's going to do what she thinks she needs to do to sell that product. More power to her. The market has spoken. The market wants her to take that word out. She's responded to that. And really likes moist vaginas because uh, Cardi B is still doing real well, still able to sell her music with no problem. And so, really, this is an issue pertaining yeah, uh, to personal preference. No. And what might offend you doesn't offend a lot of other people. So again, who does the arbiter get Distraction to be? Uh, and I would venture to say that we should just accept and support dumpster fire going on. artistic expression, regardless of how we feel about a particular should storm in a dumpster fire. Obviously, there are limits. Hmm. Let's be clear about that. But you know, the idea of 
wanting to censor Cardi B, but not wanting to make a statement about a word like spaz for Beyonce's music is kind of crazy. You got to be consistent. I like being consistent. Anyway, we got to take a break. John Iderola will be joining me for more news, including an analysis on Nicholas Kristoff over at the New York Times, who thinks sweatshops are awesome. Snowden. You know, completely undiagnosed in our society. It's not about a particular administration. It's about a broken system of power, and through that, really, the instrumentalization of a system of not justice, but injustice. People understand whether they claim to deny climate change or not. Our collective house is in crisis. We're also dealing with the legacy of 40 years of economic policies that have made people's lives more precarious. Sometimes you got to force people into their humanity. Sometimes you have to shake people into empathy. Senator Elizabeth Warren joins us in the studio. Healthcare is a basic human right, and we are fighting for basic human rights Lord in order to actually achieve that vision certified. of everyone having access to the same resources and getting to determine the outcome of their life. We have a lot of work to do, and it needs to start right now. Here's something you may not know. When you deposit your money in a big bank, it doesn't just sit safe and secure in a vault. Instead, your money could end up building an oil pipeline. I volunteered for Elizabeth Warren's campaign. So if you're concerned about the planet... Mm. Yeah. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at... The University of Arizona and KPYT Pasquale Yaki Tribal Radio on the res with Trista Show. Anyway, so please wear a mask in public indoor spaces. Um, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to support my work. My cash app is money sign the Trista. And if you also want to help your country out, call become a lobbyist for America. <laughs> and um, call the three branches of government Congress 202 224 3121, White House 202 456 1111. And Justice Department, 202-514-2000, especially the Justice Department, because they can indict, all right? January 6th committee, call the switchboard in the Congress, and you can uh, be transferred to leave a message on that as well. In fact, I think I'll do that right now. 
subscribe. Um, two o two 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 four three one two one. Actually, that's the Senate. The House of Representatives is two o two 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 five. But the switchboard can get you anywhere. My dream is to get this two two four three one two one so busy that people start having call two two five. May I direct your call? Hi there. Can you can I leave a message for the January sixth committee? One moment. Thank you. Hi there, this is a message for the January 7th committee. Uh, I think our national priority right now, our number one priority as a nation, 
I feel like I, I uh, did something good for my country. Anyway, I hope you do something good for your country, too. hope you're not too stressed out. And by the way, uh, you're listening to an ASMR, Barnyard ASMR, to uh, calm and soothe and relax you. Like it does me, to be able to look at cute chickies all day long. Yeah, I raised nano chickens. So anyway, um, thank you uh, to my listener at the University of Arizona and on the rise, Pasquayaki and Tana Akam and Navajo and Hopi and Apache. Shout out to all 22 tribes of Arizona. I see you. I love you. Let's be friends. Bye.